I'm Kate Conroy. And I'm Vanessa Vitello. And this is Other People's Business, which is the podcast from the New Jersey Business and Industry Association, which is the largest statewide business association in the country. We release a new episode every other Wednesday, so be on the lookout for that. And shout out to New Jersey Manufacturers Insurance. They provide home, auto, and workers' comp, and they are the official sponsor of the show. So thank you. Yeah, so like she said, every other Wednesday, podcast network of your choice, iTunes, Google Play, Amazon's Alexa, anywhere you can get a podcast, we're absolutely going to be there. If you're not into the whole podcast thing, you can't wrap your head around how I'm going to listen to a podcast, download, subscribe, all that. We put this show on YouTube. So youtube.com slash NJBIA, we throw all the episodes up there, and we would totally recommend that you check them out there. If you don't want to have to remember, like, wait, when are they new? Was it this week? Was it last week? Subscribe. NJBIA.org slash subscribe. They'll alert you whenever we're new. Absolutely. So with us today of DeTaurus and DeGeorge Family Law. So close. So close. <laughs> so I'm close. having a real hard time with this word. DeGeorge. Yes. You got DeTaurus it. DeTaurus and DeGeorge. <laughs> yes. Family Law. Perfect. Is Roseanne DeTaurus. <laughs> so Roseanne, say hi. Let the audience hear your voice. Hi. Hey. <laughs> Did you have thanks. any trouble finding thanks us today? Thanks for having me. Oh, no, thanks for no, being here. It's easy to get to Trenton. 10 Lafayette, West Lafayette. Nice. Mm -hmm. yeah. You have the, the address memorized. Yeah. That's impressive. Parking across the street. Well yeah, done. Yeah. Wonderful. And okay. a nice lunch pre preceded our... There you go. If you come on the show, you get lunch. lunch. <laughs> <laughs> it's worth it. Yeah. Okay. So Actually, like, before you start, we have what? a... We have a third co-host now, like the new oh, member of our team right. is our brand new table, if you're watching this on YouTube. Uh, Kate determined that it was female. Do you have a name for it? She's beautiful and blonde, so I think Marilyn. Marilyn works. Some <laughs> like it hot. All right. Cool. Yes, very excited. Huh? Um, okay, so today's icebreaker sure. is uh, pool or beach. And let me just preface this by saying that once upon a time, we did an icebreaker where we said mountains or beach. But in New Jersey, this time of year, we have an even better choice, pool or beach. Like, we live so close to the actual seashore. Mm -hmm. And there are a lot of pools in New Jersey. I, I have, like, True. at least two friends who live in apartment complexes where there is a pool. It's a tough call. Not a tough call. It's not a tough call? No. Tell me. What, oh. what is the... Beach, of course. Beach, of course. Yeah, so what? beach is the premier place to be in New Jersey in the summertime. Yeah, there's nothing yeah. like the shore. I'm a pretty now, wait, expert. Wait, 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 though. Are you including all the attendant stuff that comes with the beach, like the, the boardwalk and the sand, or are you just talking about the ocean? Both of you, actually, like for the purposes of your question and your answer. So, to me, the beach is an experience. Right. And it does include a lot of that ancillary stuff. Right. The waves, the sound, the sand, the boardwalk, the food, mm. the after thing that we do, the preparation to get there. Mm. Um, we have a pretty expert way of going to the beach, even for day trips. We leave the house 7 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. I live out in Hunterdon County, so we want to be on the beach by 8, 8.30, so we get premier Same. seating location. Totally. And we spread out, so we... Otherwise, if you go to popular beaches like Belmar or Asbury, People will sit right next to you, right on top of you. Mm -hmm. So we spread blankets around us, uh, so nobody can sit next to. Them. Bring extra blankets. Throw some extra stuff on top of them, make yeah. it look like somebody like yeah, went so. and ran into the ocean. Yeah, so, exactly. So, do you bring extra stuff to put on the blanket so it doesn't blow away? Yeah, well, we anchor them down yeah. and we bring snacks and stuff to get us through like sure. twelve, one, maybe two o'clock, and then we always leave and go out to to like a early dinner, late lunch. 
Klein's Fish Market in Belmar, so, you know, mm -hmm. premier place to go for seafood, or we go to Porta in Asbury. You ever been there? you got to uh -oh. go those places. Uh -huh. Yeah, so beach. <laughs> yeah. Cool is smelly water that doesn't make your skin feel good. Couldn't you argue that the <gasps> beach water, I'm not going to say smelly, but the taste, you know, you get a mouthful of seawater, that's no why, funny. Why are you swimming with your mouth open? It always happens by accident. <laughs> there's a rush. That, you know, maybe you'll be talking to somebody, and then all of a sudden, there's a wave that comes back into your face, goes up your nose, mm -hmm. goes in your mouth. That's no fun. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Chlorine is not a friend to women's hair. It's skin. not. Is it's beach water or seawater a friend to your hair yeah. either? Yeah. yeah, it can yeah. be. I think. Yeah. So I okay. So I struggle with this because the beach is my happy place. Me you too. know, but I don't like the water because of like this this the. What, what's in it? The um, jellyfish? Have you have you heard on Facebook about the the new tiny jellyfish that like don't ever come off? They're just awful. Don't ever come off? I don't you mean know. they stick to your skin? Yeah, I think so. It's like a free tattoo. Something no. like that. I, I didn't know. hear about that. I, it might be like Facebook scare tactics, but I did see something Maybe. about that this weekend. Well, if you wow. read on Facebook, it's got to be true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Obviously. So I'm a little freaked out by what's in the water that I can't see. Um, but I love the whole beach experience, like the, the spreading the blanket mm -hmm. and lying in the sun. It's, it's, and it is wonderful. The last time I went to Asbury, though, I was very dumb. I forgot how difficult parking can be and mm -hmm. how on top of each other you are. I parked two miles away. And, and I, walked. I walked two miles in flip-flops with my backpack and my chair and, like, all of the cool, like... The cooler and everything. You oh get my to the God. beach, you're like, well, I'm exhausted. I'm, I'm done, right? <laughs> <laughs> I know. It took, like, yeah. damn, a long time. You need to get there earlier. Right. Right. Usually, I leave my house by 7, 7.30 in the morning, and I'm there by 8. No big deal. Awesome. But I just forgot this one time, and I just was really dumb about it. Oh, I don't yeah. know. But, okay, so the pool, though... You get all of the, the stuff that you get at the beach, plus I can actually go in the water. You know, like I don't like the water at the beach because it freaks me, me the out. Jellyfish, the jellyfish. Yeah, the jellyfish yeah. and the sharks and the. Sharks. Do you see? <laughs> did you see that like a shark just attacked somebody off the coast of North Carolina? I did hear that. Yeah. Actually, I, I heard there, there was one. You were just there. In the Outer Banks. Yeah. I came back on Saturday. Did you hear about this incident? Yeah, it was way south of there. Uh, maybe four hours from where we were. But yeah, that's pretty common in the Outer Banks. It's unacceptable. I've heard that if you punch them in the nose, they go away. Well, how, that's how, what the dad did. Yeah. Uh, did and it work? she was, yeah, but, yeah, he, there you go. but she lost her leg, She right? lost ha her leg up to well, her Well, you know, like, usually the punch is in response to whatever the shark does. So if the shark bites you and then you punch, you gotta, I guess you gotta punch first. <laughs> you gotta be the aggressor in the human versus shark dynamic. She didn't you know? see him coming yeah. and she was only in waist deep water. <gasps> I didn't hear so that. she's not swimming yet. Yeah, the dad wow. was right there. She's lucky. So they take, they're very, they have good trauma centers there. They're used to that kind of injury and they tourniqueted her promptly and she was in hemorrhagic shock, but she survived. I don't want to live because the artery was severed. Oh my in gosh! Her leg. Yeah, I don't want to live anywhere where they're used to that kind of trauma. <laughs> it's like the town in Jaws. It started <laughs> with an A. I can't. Amity. I don't, I don't remember. Yeah. Yeah. It's horrible. Right. Uh, oh my god! I know. I I do. I have my concerns about sharks at the beach, but I'm not really there to go swimming. I'm okay. there to just rinse off, get cooled off, get out. Yeah. I'm not. We're not going out there. No, I'm not. 
swimming okay. out and riding waves anymore. That, those days are over. That's My understanding good. of sharks is that they generally don't attack. Like, it's... it's oh, by the way, if you're watching this or listening to this in your car, you're not being pulled over. Those yeah. are the sounds of Trenton. Sounds of Trenton. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, my, my understanding is that, like, they're not aggressive creatures by design. You know, sometimes, like, they, they get provoked or... I, I don't know. I'm sure that person didn't provoke the shark, but... How it's one of those things like getting struck by lightning. Like you think it happens all the time, but really, like I've, I'm told, sharks are pretty benevolent creatures. I have a logistics question. Mm -hmm. So if you're in the water, everything slows down. Like you right. can't walk in water as fast as you can walk on land. Yeah. How can you punch? How can you throw a punch that is effective enough and has enough weight behind it to scare off a shark if you're in water? Well, I guess you could take your hand and put it flat, and you know slice through the like water that? for the most part, oh, and then at the last idea. second, punch. But if you were to do it in the water, I mean, it might be slowed down a little bit, but you'd have more power behind it. Plus, you know, like, the reason it works, I guess, is just because the shark has so many, um, what do you call those, uh, nerve endings, like, right there. So even oh. just the littlest, like, thing, and it's like, whoa, I want nothing to do with this. And that's what, I, that's what I'm thinking, too, because once that shark latches down on the leg, She's screaming. She's jumping up, trying to get away. The shark could very well be mostly out of the water. She was only in waist-deep water. Yeah. So it's not like there's a lot of water going on. Oh, my God. So. That's so scary. Yeah, but I wouldn't be dissuaded from going to the beach because of sharks. Yeah, I, it's it's the super, beach. super rare. Yeah, yeah the beach. That's why you hear about it, because it's such a big thing. They're like, whoa, it's, it's happened. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah. And then the Outer Banks, you know, is such a different experience from the Jersey Shore. The beaches are virtually empty. You know, really? we, oh, I could show you a picture on my phone and of a panoramic view of the beach. There was like another family, maybe thirty feet away, and, and then the next family was like half a mile away. Wow! But there's no lifeguards. Oh, yeah. there's no. It's not a guarded beach, so you definitely don't want to go too far. It's like a free for all. Wild Wild West. <laughs> <laughs> For what it's worth, I'm going to go, like, I love them both. Okay. You know, I was a competitive swimmer for most of my life, yeah. so I, I love the pool, but I, I like the beach. I'm going to come up with the cop-out answer. Here's where here's where it is. The wave pool. Because uh, the wave pool is everything you love about the beach. You know, the, the waves and, you know, the... Where is there the one of those? Around. Yeah. Oh, you got to look. Yeah, they, they have them in a lot of amusement parks and stuff like that, but it's been a long time since I've been in one of those either. But you get all of that without the, the seawater, without the jellyfish, without the seashells on the ground that you put your foot on. And oh, yeah. yeah. The parking yeah. fiasco. The parking fiasco. Well, I mean, usually at an amusement park, you're going to have the same problem. Oh, yeah. Maybe sure. if you can find a place that has a wave pool, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, Roseanne, <laughs> tell us about DeTaurus and DeGeorge Family Law. Nicely done. Thank you. <laughs> Off air, I had a lot of trouble with this. <laughs> this is it's why they're giving me. It's not yeah. pizza. Yeah. It's not pizza. What was I saying? DiGiorno. DiGiorno. Because I'm them like DiGiorno. Yeah. DiGiorno. DiGiorno. Funny. Yes. Anyway, tell us about it. <laughs> so we are a boutique family law and divorce firm. Oh. We have two offices, one in Hunterdon and one in Morris County. There's five attorneys, including myself, and uh, five support staff bunch of paralegals and all we do is family law and divorce we have a good track record for settling cases when you say and divorce yeah, what, what is, is outside of divorce i always think of law, family like? law and divorce is the same thing what's the difference well they those two things are the same thing but family law encompasses a lot more than just divorce 
So family law could be issues relating to kids, parenting issues, oh, okay. custody, sure. child support, alimony or spousal support, the distribution of assets and debts. Uh, if people are getting divorced that own businesses, the distribution of businesses. Mm -hmm. Executives that have executive compensation packages like restricted stock or stock options, the dis distribution of those assets. After people get divorced, things go, go wrong. People don't do what they're supposed to do. Uh, circumstances change, so we get involved in what we call post-judgment applications, modifications, enforcement actions. We do adoptions. We represent same-sex couples in divorcing, um, college issues, things uh, like uh, can't agree on what who should pay for college for kids, all of that kind of for divorcing couples. We represent parents that are never married, but they have children in common. So family law covers a lot more than just married people getting divorced. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Wow. Yeah. I never really considered so, that. Cool. Yeah. And so we've had a few attorneys on this show, um, a couple of HR attorneys, and they have the most ridiculous stories. Things like people super gluing their coworkers to toilet seats. People chasing somebody around the office with a pair of scissors. Yeah. yeah. That happened. Yeah. yeah. Showing up in like ridiculous costumes. The Avatar costume. The Avatar yeah. costume, yeah. yeah. like and, and that's an HR issue? Well, it was well, an HR issue because it was a stripper version of an <laughs> Avatar costume, and she did the whole dance. She did the whole dance yeah. at the office. So Encouraged by her coworkers, who were mostly men, apparently. And then somebody was like, this isn't cool. We should really, like, cut this out. And, and that person reported it to... HR or I guess so, yeah. I don't. Uh, I can't remember if this company because that wasn't the funny part of the story. I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't remember. remember it. Right. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't the. Uh, it was a violation of the um, dress. dress code. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, but I'm wondering if you have any funny uh, divorce stories because people just ask for ridiculous things, or they. I mean, they act probably not so great. I'm sure, and when they're when they're going through some of the worst things that they've ever been yeah. through, right? We say, we like to say that it's adults behaving badly. Mm. And the people yeah. that, there's a lot of stories about, you know, people acting badly towards one another. Right. Um, and fighting about things that they, you know, mo the biggest fights are, are, are from the people that don't really have anything to fight about because they're just so embittered and, and, and emotional about the, the breakup. They're just not having an easy time letting go. But a couple funny ones, I guess, would be um, I did the one and only dog trial in Hunterdon County about wow. seven, seven Rover years. versus uh, oh my gosh. Dachshund. So, yeah, the one, the husband would refuse to let the wife take the dogs that were hers to Chihuahuas. And in New Jersey, dogs are considered personal property. So we had a, a mini trial on just that one issue. We settled everything else. And we had to decide, the judge had to decide who got the dogs. And as the personal property like it's like arguing over a set of dishes wow. yeah so, so but it was so nice at the end because she you know we won the dog trial and she got possession of the dogs and then he was forced to bring the dogs to my office and we had her in our conference room and there was this re reunification it was like you know her baby <laughs> oh she got to see her wow yeah so That's i awesome. know what that feels like because i'm very attached to my dogs yeah yeah and then there was another you know there was I don't want to give away too many of my secrets, but we've had some interesting sort of um, 
sexual proclivities that we've uh, encountered in the course of representing some of our uh, people. One was a fellow who uh, was really upset that his wife wanted to divorce him because he was the submissive in the relationship and um, he he now had to find find like a new dominatrix to oh wow to wow so it's not just like finding a new partner but it's a very specific need that needs to be I'm yeah. sure there's websites for that <laughs> <laughs> I mean come on they, they got that one for farmers you know like everything has a website farmers That's true. Yeah, dating. One, like yes. the reason I remember this is because the jingle for it is like you don't have to be lonely anymore and I'm like are farmers just inherently lonely that's so sad it makes me but yeah they have a website for anything now okay yeah. that's probably true that makes sense but it, it doesn't have any it didn't have anything to do at all with his divorce it was just an interesting humorous you didn't need to know anything about it but he felt the need to tell yes. you anyway and we've had people argue about the sex toy collection and you know who gets it oh my and, god <laughs> you know how are we going to distribute this or the porn collection I can't. the videos <laughs> i feel like that's the sort of thing you just buy new <laughs> Yeah. No amount of washing, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, you know, people, people that are embittered, you know, they, it does, it, it's not really because it's valuable. It's just, yeah. it's, right. just it's just a, pri a pride. It's yeah. It's pride. Yeah. You know, so. And I feel like when you're in that position, you make really bad decisions out of pride or out of hurt or, how, you know, out of vindictiveness. I think if you're the one being divorced and you don't want to be divorced, then there's a chance that you're going to act out. And I I try to help people that come in. Well, I, first I try to decide or help them decipher, are they the one being left or are they the one doing the leaving? Because mm -hmm. if they're the ones doing the leaving, they've done a lot of emotional work to get to that point. And totally. then you have to kind of evaluate, well, where is your spouse if you're the one doing the leaving? Are they in the same emotional place you are? And if they're not, then are you willing to give them a sort of a chance to catch up to you? Because even people that live in the same house, the same experience is going on for both of them, but their perceptions of those that experience mm -hmm. is completely divergent. And one could be miserable and the other one was is just fine with the status quo. And so even though there's a miserable person, you know, in the same house as you, they they see things completely different than the, the person who sees it as yeah. just acceptable. Right. And so, you you know, you want to try to see if you can give them a chance to catch up. If you can, some people aren't willing to wait. But those are the best divorces where people are sort of both resigned to accept that it's over and they've come to terms with it. But when some person, one person is not accepting and one person is, you know, gung-ho, I've got to get out, that's where you get this sort of disconnect of, of, uh, strategies and positions people take and you know what people hold on to so i can't have you but i i'll take the you know the artwork on the wall because you're mm -hmm. not you won't stay okay i know you love that painting so i'll get that instead or you know they you know unfortunately people use the kids uh, a lot of times yeah. as a tool to you know cause harm to the other parent but yeah so i mean it's not all like that those are just those are rare situations you know for the most part mm -hmm people resolve their disputes by agreement. We settle 99% of all the cases we take without going to trial. So we're very good at getting people to kind of meet in the middle. My dad always used to ask me if I won in court every time I would see him and did I win? And I would tell him that everybody loses and divorced and there's no winners. And the best settlement is where 
each party leaves the settlement table equally unhappy. Mm. You know, so if you're both a little miserable at the end of the process, it's probably a good thing. It's the best kind of compromise. I didn't know you could take divorce to trial. Yeah. How does that work? Is it just like, you know, if, if one person doesn't want to get divorced at all and they're like holding out, you go to trial or? Yeah, they're rare. Trials in divorce are rare. Um, in 32 years, I've tried four cases. Two of them settled during the trial and two went to judgment. So a judge actually had to call it. But they are disputes that are unresolvable because of really just personalities. So it's just a question of who gets what. And if you can't accept who's taking what out of the marriage, then the judge has to decide for you who's mm -hmm. taking what out of the marriage. Or, for example, custody. If somebody, you know, I have a case going on, uh, a woman wants to relocate out, out west with her child and the father doesn't want that to happen. So that'll probably either go to trial or, um, you know, we're going to have to get a best interest evaluation to see what an expert says if the child should leave the state. So mm -hmm. those those kinds of cases sometimes, you know, they do go to trial, but it's pretty rare. And it's a bench trial, meaning it's just a judge, there's no jury. So, but mm -hmm. we do a lot of mini trials where there's one little narrow issue that gets what we call adjudicated. Mm -hmm. You know? Mm -hmm. Domestic violence can be uh, within yeah. that within that umbrella. How did you decide family law was going to be your thing? Like it's such an interesting. If, if family law found me, so I was a real estate attorney for a big law firm in Baltimore. I went to college oh, wow. and law school in Baltimore. I grew up in Jersey though, in Somerset County, big family, and I had to get out of that out of that house when I was a kid. There was too many people. They were all crazy making Italians. They liked to yell and scream. So I just was like, I'm out of here. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, my first law job was as a real estate attorney doing commercial real estate shopping centers and big housing developments. Uh, I got married. I had a baby. I got divorced and I was still in Baltimore, so I decided to come back to Jersey. My sister was here and she wanted me, she wanted me to come home. My brother wanted me to come home had support network. I had my sister, she helped me watch my baby at the time, and I hung out my shingle. I, my brother owned commercial property in Edison. And he said, I'll give you rent free for a year in these two adjoining offices. And so I came home, printed my own business cards at state, you know, the staple, you go to yes. staples, the ones that are perforated. Yep. And I, I cold called real estate agencies and I made these brochures and I started doing residential real estate transactions for real real estate companies. And my girlfriend from when I was a kid asked me to do her friend's divorce. And I said, sure, I'll do divorce. I didn't know what I was doing. So I drove over to New Brunswick to the law center where the law bookstore was for lawyers and I bought the book hmm. with this floppy. <laughs> Divorce for Dummies. Uh, wow! With the tr with the floppy disk, not even the skinny, the little yeah. one. But remember mm -hmm. the An big one with the hole I in do. it. I do. Had the forms, the plea, you know, the litigation forms. Right. And I started doing divorces, and then I be befriended the executive director of the domestic violence agency in Hunterdon County. It used to be called. Women's Crisis Services. It's now called SAFE in Hunterdon, but this is going back 20 some years ago. And they didn't have a legal advocate on staff, so I 
became their legal advocate and I taught myself how to represent victims of domestic violence and I got a stipend from the state of New Jersey Legal Services Corporation. I got $400 per case, whether the case took five minutes or five days. And so I became sort of like the local expert in domestic violence, representing victims. And I it, it suited my personality representing people in family situations. Yeah. I like talking to people. I'm a good problem solver. I'm, I'm good at thinking creatively to solve you know issues. There's always sort of a way to resolve something. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm good at getting people to kind of like, will you do this if they do that? And and it just it just worked out. And it, it's something that was natural and easy for me to do. And then, you know, 32 years later, here I am. That's amazing. And now all we do is family law. I would say for the past 10 years, that's all I've done. Do you still have Best a relationship? Best book ever, right? <laughs> Best book ever. Do you still have the relationship with Hunter Den and helping victims of domestic yes, violence? Yes, we are volunteer attorneys for them. They do have a legal advocate on staff, but we do take a, we do take pro bono assignments from them. We also have relationships with other surrounding counties, with Mercer County, the Women's Space. Mm -hmm. uh, we're starting to work with them. They actually didn't even have a referral system set up for their victims, and they they didn't have anybody helping. We're going to help them start that program. Uh, we do a lot for um, my associate, Carolyn Hand, just finished a four-day domestic violence trial in Morris County on a pro bono basis for their um, domestic violence agency, which is JBWS, Jersey. It used to be called Jersey Battered Women's Services, but now it's just the acronym, mm -hmm. JBWS. So we do that. We still do that, yeah. It's a, it's near and dear to my heart. I mean, those are people that really need help. Mm -hmm. So the community has been so good to us. So we, we really feel strongly about giving back. That's amazing. Yeah, I love it's it. Good. And it's good stuff. Now that you make me think of it, you are the chair of the Morris County BW Nice, right? That's right. You want to talk about that a little? Sure. Go I'd ahead. be happy to. Okay. Go Appreciate for it. it. Yeah. So BW NICE stands for Business Women Networking Involving Charity and Education. So this organization provides networking and educational opportunities for women business owners, but with the uh, charitable aspect to it. So we hold these monthly networking events for women business owners. And then throughout the year, we hold at least one, sometimes two events where we raise money for the local domestic violence agency. So I'm running a chapter in Morris County. Mm -hmm. I also sit on the Board of Trustees of the parent organization that manages all the chapters. So there's chapters all over the state. So it's the first Thursday of the month. It meets at the Park Avenue Club, although July is going to be July 11th because the 4th sure. is the first Thursday. Right. So we pushed it a week. So other than that, so you can go on the website, register. I know that you come to the I meetings. do. Yeah, I'm a, new, I'm a new member as well, but I didn't really know enough about it. But I love that there's the, the charity aspect of it, but also like it's a networking event. Like there's the 30 second introductions, there's a spotlight speaker. You know, yep. we take seriously the business of doing business and the parent organization is the membership and then there's a chapter in every county and you can attend as you many. Can That's right. If yeah. you're a member, you can attend any chapter. It's amazing. So there's, I think there's nine of them in New Jersey. Mm -hmm. So for somebody like you, that's always looking for sponsors for NJBIA. It's a great opportunity to mix and mingle with other business owners. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. then, you know, the charitable aspect is just something that you can really get passionate about. I mean, people want to, people want something more than just spending their networking dollars on, you know, meeting, meet and greets, you know, and this mm -hmm. has that aspect to it really resonates with people. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, with the statistics the way they are with people that have been sexually assaulted or uh, in some sort of domestic violence situation, it's so common 
I would say if if you personally, like the three of us have, at this table, have not been personally affected, you know at least one person who has been personally affected by domestic violence and sexual assault is so common. Yeah. So. And it's like mental illness. We don't talk about it. It's true. We don't. Mm-hmm. There's a there's a stigma still associated with being a victim of domestic violence. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we're going to take a quick break. Okay. All right, and we'll we'll be right back. And we're back, and it is now time to play my favorite game, Awful or Awesome. I'm going to name three things, and we have to each quickly decide if they're awful or awesome and be prepared to defend your answers. (laughs) Ready? (laughs) You're just amused by the whole concept, aren't you? (laughs) You didn't warn me about this. You've seen an episode. (laughs) All right, first up, the Bill and Ted reboot. Awful. (gasps) Wow. (laughs) I was not expecting that. Hit me right in the heart. <laughs> wow. All right, explain so it. why? Yeah, How it was it one excellent adventure enough? Yes. Well, well, first of all, it wasn't because Bogus Journey is Bogus a far Journey exists, film. so obviously not. It doesn't just exist. It's a far superior film. And I don't say that about sequels <laughs> often, but Bogus Journey is the the stuff that dreams are made out of, okay? <laughs> so, I don't know if I would go that far. Yeah. But I'm st- I'm assuming both of you are on the awesome columns. I'm sorry, but yeah. I I'll think. be closer to awesome, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, Maybe I as I do that, I could like get a I sound effect. I was totally just going to say that. You should totally lift that from wherever it exists on the internet. Yeah. Drop it in. Mm. Um, yeah, I loved, the, I loved it when I was, you know, when I watched it when I was a child. You guys planned that. I, we totally did not. I didn't know that you were going to be awful. Yeah, She yeah. told me that this was coming up. Yeah. yeah. But, wow. Wow. No, I mean, you know, I've only seen the set, the first one, like, maybe twice, maybe three times, but I've seen the second one like a couple hundred times. Oh my God. How? Do you own series? it? Yeah, I own them both, but like, you know, they come in a box to, set, but like. I need to borrow them. Sure. F- obviously, FYI. Yeah. What, is there have you not, not seen two? Is, is it coming out again? Another, another, another? They're rebooting it. So there's yeah. going to be a third film with Keanu yeah. and Alex Winters. Yeah. And I don't know the plot at all, but I am on board. I know the plot. I mean, What's do the you plot? want to like tease the plot? Totally. All right. So obviously. the. If you recall, the the first two movies like are kind of about the fact that the two of them one day will write some song that unites the world. Oh yeah! And there's always some kind of like thing threatening them, so that then the future is in jeopardy because if they die, then they'll never write yes. the song that unites the world. I remember this you. movie. They're like however old they are in real life, fifty. You know, gotta be. They haven't written the song yet, and so you know they they've got to like figure that out because you know how hard it, it's got to be really hard, especially now. That like our interests are so splintered across everywhere. It's not like the '80s where somebody wrote like "Never Gonna Give You Up." <laughs> like you know, that was it. Everybody was on board. Don't know? stop believing. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> yeah, so they they gotta they gotta make it happen. And the clock's apparently ticking because if they don't, you know, one day or whatever it is, then the world's gonna end. I don't know. Interesting. Yeah, I'm on board. I want I want to see it. I hope yeah. they bring back Death because he was awesome <gasps> in Bogus Journey. He yeah. was my favorite character in that movie. Yeah. I still know that that one That's line. That's a plot I could pass on. Oh, man. <sighs> You're killing me. I, you know, the the <laughs> depiction of hell in Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey is probably the scariest depiction of hell I've ever seen. Do and that know? includes the Hellraiser films. Do like, you, <laughs> you know, because... Do you want to remind us what, what the depiction of hell Yeah, is? it was just whatever, like, the scariest, most anxiety-driven thing for you is. So, like, um, one of them was... They would go from room to room, and in every room there was something that would just, you know, be mind-bogglingly terrifying to you. So, one of them was, like, the kid... Uh, 
Bill was like six years old and there was a, a big party and his grandmother was like trying to kiss him on the cheek and it was oh, you know like, that. and that just gave him so much anxiety and you know it was like that kind of stuff that like it just gets right under your skin but it's not like you're being physically tortured or anything right, you know it's right, terrifying right. <laughs> interesting so, yeah right. I'll, I'll and you're still an awful you're still an awful sorry that's okay. okay we forgive you I'll try to do better in the I mean next, it'll be two. a shame if the movie comes out it's terrible and you know we were like yeah awesome you know but yeah, <sighs> Rosie was not. right yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> Should have just left it alone. <laughs> All right, second one is clowns. You know, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Why am I going first? Oh, okay. I can go first. Wait, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, a lot of people are scared of clowns. I don't get it. I don't either. I've never understood the clown fear thing. Me neither. Um, I guess I just I didn't have a problem with clowns going Me up. Me neither. Um, clowns are fine. specifically yeah. like people who dress up and try to entertain you and you know make you balloons that look like dogs yeah. and stuff. In neutral to to clowns. <laughs> So I was going to say that too, but then I but then I thought like in a perfect world where a clown's only job is to like juggle and make you laugh and smile and happy, awesome. Yeah. Like their whole job is to put on face paint that looks silly and to dress up in a funny hat and like just make you happy. That they're awesome. I think part of it, I watch a lot of movies, I watch a lot of horror movies. I've never actually seen a horror movie about an evil clown and you know I'm gonna temper this because I know it is gonna be the yeah. first thing that people throw out there it was not a clown it was an alien that shape-shifted into whatever I did not know that because yeah. I steer clear of all that horror. might be considered a spoiler but I, I think because <laughs> you know from the trailer it's it's something that can shape-shift and you know it's not like do you know from the trailer that yeah because I mean like it, it does like shape-shifty things like it's not always like that clown all but right. it's an alien and uh you know it's so when you watch that, I don't really get what it is about a clown That's that scares scary. people. Like, yeah. I don't understand where that fear comes from and what fuels it. We should write a movie. It should be, like, the definitive killer clown movie. We'll have to understand what it is about, like, clowns that make people scared first. But yeah. As someone who does not want anything to do with horror movies, Yeah, but it could be, like, like other right people's person. business presents <laughs> the scariest clown movie ever. Well, maybe it's something to do with uh, assumption of an alter ego Um Hmm. I don't know. Maybe. Well, what it, what is it that makes people afraid of clowns? I don't, I don't, I don't that, know. But you know how some kids uh you ever see those masks like they in like uh Phantom of the Opera that just come like right yeah. right here? Yeah. yeah. I had one of those masks on a Halloween once and I had the only thing else I had on was a cloak. And I've got to tell you the kids were deathly afraid of me. Oh, and I never said anything to them. I just stood there. But it was because it, I don't know what it did to my face. Huh. Maybe there's something about that um, distortion of your face. You're behind a mask, whether it's paint or mm. a physical mask, maybe. Yeah. But I guess that in that sense, anything disguising your identity or hiding your identity is scary. Would have to necessarily be a clown. But yeah. I don't know. I always think of the clown corner on uh, The Good Place. Yes. <laughs> Remember, do, you, do you watch The Good Place? <laughs> is that the. Um, the people that died yeah. and they all live in the neighborhood. I, yeah. I, I, I could. I, okay. I watched a couple episodes show of that. Brilliant. <laughs> I couldn't. I could just couldn't. Okay, that's fair. But in her new house, her apartment, there's a clown corner. Wasn't and the whole house clowns? Not the whole house. I mean, the the bedroom screen is a big clown, and it's yeah. got that weird freaky music whenever it closes. But there's a corner of her house that's just got like a couple of benches, and it's where two walls meet, and the walls are covered in pictures of clowns. And they put that in there because it's 
spoiler alert, actually hell that they're in, and yeah. clowns are We did say that we would never spoil anything awful. like three years or younger on this show, but I guess the show's been on for more than three years now, right? I so, forgot about that rule, so yeah. I hope I haven't broken it. Yeah, I'd, I'd but, say you're just... But, like, by now... You, uh, yeah. If you're not watching that show, you're not yeah. watching that show. But you should totally watch that you show should if you're totally not watching it. It's brilliant. It's a masterpiece. Yeah. We're going like, to have to agree to disagree. Just the fact yeah. that it's so passive-aggressive, like they're actually in hell, but they don't know it. They don't you know, know it. Yeah. Even though there are all these clues in retrospect. Yeah, because when she arrives in the house, like the whole house is clown-themed, and she hates clowns. She's totally scared of clowns. But like they make it seem like it was done for her benefit. Like, oh, you know, because they think she's somebody else, or at least that's what they're telling her. And the person who they think she is... Loves clowns. Loves clowns. So we made you this house with all these clowns because we wanted you to feel at home. And really, they're messing with her. They know that she hates clowns. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. Well, what do you think about the Good Omen? The Good Good, good Omens. Omens loved it. Yeah. Loved it. It's a good show. I haven't, I haven't tried it yet. Oh, no. I loved it so much I watched it twice so far. Wow. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm not so sure I can do these sort of epic battles between good and evil. I don't know that that's what that show is. Maybe yet, at least. I don't know. I, I actually didn't. Isn't it like the angel and the devil? Not necessarily Not like the there's devil. There's an angel and there's a demon, um, and the demon is just a fallen angel. And so they, there's a lot of back and forth about what he did, and he kind of basically regrets it because life is way worse where he is, you know. And his whole job is to, you know, create. Um, dysfunction and distortion and difficulty for human beings and he befriends this angel at the Garden of Eden basically and they start to talk and they start to like run into each other throughout history so that they run into each other in Roman times and then they run into each other in the French Revolution and they're always like helping each other to get out of a scrape or a problem um, and then they end up becoming like best friends this angel and this demon. Because, like, who else you got, you know? Yeah. Right, who else you have? And then, <laughs> concurrently, the Antichrist has been born, and the devils need to switch babies with the human child so that the Antichrist can grow up with humans so that it can be ready, so that it learns our ways. But accidentally, a third woman goes into labor a week early, and so there's, like, three babies, and the wrong baby goes home with the wrong family, and so they lose the Antichrist. They literally can't find him where he's supposed to be. It's great. It's really funny. Yeah. It's very clever. I think what I liked about it was and that so they were... And uh, so the, the Antichrist is with some other family yeah. and they don't know where. Correct. Sorry, I interrupted. Yeah. No, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's exactly right. Well, maybe I'll check it out. It's funny. It's yeah. really clever and funny. And it's a feast for the eyes. Like, it, watching it is so fun. The clothing, the hair, like, it's beautifully done. Yeah, the artistry is great. Yeah. And Television has gotten a lot better, hasn't yes. it? Yes. Yes. Well, I there's totally a lot more competition for your subscription dollars and everything. They have to up the ante. Yeah, you know? yeah totally. I completely stopped watching regular television. Me too. I don't even have yeah. a cable account anymore. Just yeah, the only reason we have is because of the old ladies that live in our house. That's another story <laughs> for another. Okay. All right. So I think that was clowns. Next, last. I forgot we were even on clowns. I know. Sorry. That's why I have the script. I noticed gonna, your script is absent. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with awesome, I guess. I like clowns. Clowns are great. Yeah. Right? Yeah, my script, uh, you were going to give me crap for throwing the script away. <laughs> <laughs> no. I noticed you don't have a script. Yeah, I'm just no, saying. You just got to play loose, you know? Okay. So far, I've only made like the two mistakes, and it was the pronunciation of DeGeorge. <laughs> nope. DeGeorge. So close. <laughs> I made my third mistake. Not pizza. Yeah. Okay. I, <laughs> Are you ready? I'm ready, yeah. 
axe throwing craze. There's an axe cr throwing the craze? The axe, yeah, I said axe. It's supposed to be the axe throwing craze. Are you familiar with these? Yeah. These places that you can go and throw your axe at a, at a target? Yeah, like, uh, there's one by me called the Hatchet House, I think. And there's drinking involved, that which seems really like a bad, <laughs> bad idea. Yeah. I can't believe they allow you to drink there. Maybe I misunderstood that part, but... She's like, maybe we just brought alcohol in <laughs> and we had access, so nobody wanted to tell us no. Seriously. <laughs> I think that's clever. And, I mean, I'm, I'm neutral. I mean, so what? Who cares? Think it's okay to throw axes? Yeah, somebody came up with a great idea to make money. Get people in. You can pay if twenty dollars. You can throw an axe at this target with you and your friends. <sighs> so you it's like batting cages, right? <laughs> it is, but somebody could actually die. With yeah, it. but so you could die doing anything like batting cages. You yeah, I guess die. you could take a ball to the head. But yeah. we're not or throwing the them head. at each other. But I mean, that would just hurt a lot. I guess if you took an axe to the head, you know, that would be a different scenario. Imagine if you accidentally dropped the axe and it landed on your foot and then... Yeah, I was just sure thinking, especially when you talk about alcohol being involved, you know, if no. you're just like uncoordinated. That's a bad idea. Yeah, yeah. But bad I'm sure idea. they make you sign a nice waiver. Oh, sure. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, I waiver. But I mean, like, it, it had to be like the first time somebody started playing darts in like a bar, you know, somebody was like, <laughs> yeah, this is a bad idea. We need to get the done. tables and well, chairs away from the Isn't yeah. it a segue from Game of Thrones and all that kind of... Oh, that, I'm sure. That theme of television, you know, because then there was the Game of Thrones, and then my mother was watching this. I swear it was softcore porn. Like, what was that? The 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 guy who went back wait. to Scotland. Yeah, know, right? Oh, Outlander. That. And I'm watching it with her one day. I'm like, Mom, holy cow! I love it. She was like, what is I've it? never seen it. I tried to oh. read the books and I didn't like them, so I've oh, never gotten please. it. Really? She's titillated my 91-year-old mother. She <gasps> can't She can't not watch it. Oh, yeah. She loves him. What's his name? Jamie. Jamie is his name. I don't know what her and name is. And then there was another her. one. <laughs> You're called losing the, your mind over there. The Last <laughs> Kingdom. So it's all of this same genre, which, you know, axe throwing. Sure, why not? It's wow. part of all of that, you know. Yeah, yeah. I think you're right. <laughs> that primitive, like, yeah, girl, yeah. meet life where it's at kind of mentality. Yeah, I don't know. I, we had Ginny Marino on this show from the Girl Scouts, and she was saying that she was training, not she personally, the Girl Scouts were training the young girls how to throw the tomahawks and throw the yeah. axes, and it's like, why not? You know, I mean, under that kind of scenario, you know, we're we're. We have adults responsibly overlooking it, you know, like we're we're training the proper way to do it. Right. But like I imagine that when you get together with your friends and just, you know, start passing around some axes and some margaritas, like you don't have the proper <laughs> training, you don't have the oversight from the adults. You know? That is the perfect name for the business. Axes and margaritas. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. Let's patent it right now before we put this video on the internet. I love it. Yeah. We totally need to do that. Oh my god. Okay. All right. All right. So I think that's the game. Sure. Well, I don't. Was I off? I I, I I'm gonna go with awful on this. Actually. Yeah, me too. I, yeah. I said awful. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, our next thing is if you had one piece of advice you could give to your younger self, what would it be? If I had one piece of advice I could give to my younger self is to not worry so much about what's gonna happen next. Oh, that's a good one. I like. Yeah. That. Yeah. yeah. So I'm a worrier, mm -hmm. and uh, I think that's really. Uh, weighed me down in some ways, but I think when you're growing up, it would be nice for young my younger self to have known that everything was going to be okay. Mm -hmm. Not worry so much. Mm -hmm. Everybody always says that, but then like, what happens if it's really not? 
house. Yeah. But, always, dark. but it's always okay. Yeah, okay. it is. It always is kind of fun. No matter what happens, it's always okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is it never not okay? Like, like, no, but I mean, like, you know, bad things happen to people. You know, like, we, we live in a world where that happens. You know, yes. I don't want to come up with any specifics, but, you know, like. Okay, so, like, the last couple of years of my life have been a little tumultuous. And the thing that, one of the things that kind of got me through was this mantra that everything is temporary. Like, no matter how hard things are, how good things are, everything's temporary. So enjoy it when it's good and, you know, take a deep breath and keep going when it's bad. And just know that it'll all be fine in the end. Everything's temporary. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying everything is good always. Mm. Maybe a better way to say it is not to worry about things you can't control. Mm. Okay. Or outcomes. Mm-hmm. You know, so I've grown up as a and become a person that likes to know what's going to happen next. Mm-hmm. And so I wish I had known earlier on that those the outcomes and consequences of life are out of my control or maybe i knew it intellectually but it wasn't in here and so i tried to steer circumstances always trying to manage circumstances so that i get an outcome that i want or a result that i want instead of just doing the best that i can and let the consequence or the result or the outcome just be what it is. Yeah, you know that phrase, comparison is the thief of joy? Yes. I like to say that worry is the thief of joy. Yeah, exactly. It totally is. Yeah. Because you can't, worry doesn't accomplish anything except ruin your right now. That's right. Yeah. And I think it comes from just being a perfectionist and wanting to, you know, wanting, you know, there's some, there's a fear associated with not knowing what's going to happen next. So. Mm that basic fear. So I grew up in this huge family. And so I think by the time my parents got to me, I was just sort of like, oh, you're, you're a good student. You don't need any help. You, okay, go, go, be, you know. Mm-hmm. And so there wasn't a lot of, you know, nurturing. And my experience of the world wasn't really uh, modified or mm-hmm. coached. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, do you have kids? Well, no. you, have a, you have an adorable two-year-old yes (laughs) so you know like you coach a child you know about their experience so when I would have experiences there wasn't really even though there was all these people around they were all like crazy making people nobody kind of explaining to me what I was experiencing so as an adult it's that's been one of my greatest struggles is to let go of uh, worry let go of worry about things that I can't control Mm -hmm. and so I think that comes from just you know having that coaching as a child you know mm. the outcomes are out of your hands and just do what you can okay. hmm. what about you you know we never thought about this yeah nobody's ever asked us huh. what well would you, what would you I, I you we don't put the guest on the spot with this question <laughs> we tell her like an hour in advance so yeah I'd need I some, think uh, you need some time yeah. I think mine would be to just be nicer to yourself like like the worry thing self-care le- yeah self-care but the worry thing leads to um, negative self-talk because when there is a negative outcome I can be really really hard on myself I am so unforgiving of myself where I am so forgiving of others yeah and that is definitely something that I would like to go back and try to be better at like you made you're your own worst critic yeah yeah like we all make bad decisions sometimes we all we all you know make mistakes we all I don't know and and there are some mistakes that are really tiny and some mistakes that are really big but trust the universe 
slow down a little bit, maybe don't make decisions so quickly, and you'll probably be fine, mm -hmm. right? <laughs> I think that's what I would say to my younger self. I think that's good advice. We'll get me on another episode. Oh, okay. Yeah. Fair. You don't want to have the runtime be too long. Sure. <laughs> Anything coming up you want to promote? Well, the BW Nice networking events, they're the first Thursday of every month at the Park Avenue Club in Florham Park. Okay. Except for July. That's on the 11th. But otherwise, it's the first Thursday, 8.30 in the morning. I'll be there. I would, I would love to see you again there. Do you have to pre-register? Is there somewhere someone no, would have to go to do that? You can register at the door, but you can pre-register. You just go to bwnice.org and search for the Morris County chapter, and you'll find us there. Sweet. All right, say, you know, somebody is loading up the dishwasher and expecting their significant other to take care of it or, you know, every not doing... Every single time. Every single time, <laughs> leaving their clothes wherever they want. How does somebody else get, get a hold of you for your services? So they can call us at 908-284-6005 or they can find us online at www.dndfamilylaw.com. Awesome. Very cool. You have a great line when you do your 30-second introduction. Which is, I can help you lose the weight of an unhappy marriage. Aww. Like 180 pounds or something. For the record, you should definitely name the company D&D &D rather than... Detoris and yeah, like, <laughs> For some reason, my tongue cannot pronounce this word. Like, DiGiorno. DiGiorno. I can do that. Detoris and DiGiorno yeah. pizza. DiGiorno. <laughs> Top five food of all time. Well, I like it. All right. Although D&D &D is a game, so I think that's taken. So, yeah. Dungeons and Dragons. We were too concerned about that, the euphemism about breast size, so we never, we didn't oh. double. Oh, I didn't think about that. I didn't think about that at all. Yeah. So. Huh. Okay. Yeah. You can cut that part of That's it. how geeky I am, <laughs> that can. I'm just like, yeah, I, I went right to geeky games. <laughs> I right? did too. I didn't even <laughs> think about that. It's so funny. Well, All right. I think that's our show. Thank you to our listeners and subscribers. We appreciate the support. Thank you to New Jersey Manufacturers Insurance Group, the official sponsor of the show. They do home, auto, and workers' comp. So if you need some insurance, check them out. And finally, thank you to Roseanne DeTorres from DeTorres and DeGeorge Family Law. We so appreciate you being here it today. It was really fun. Thanks so much to both of you. I was really hoping you were going to say it wrong so I could like be, ah, you, know, but you, you totally did it right. You know. Of course I did it You're right. You're amazing. <laughs> All right, see you next time. Bye.